The Justin Robert Young program brought to you as always by everybody who supports us at payjurydaily.com. Gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another edition of the Justin Robert Young program. My name is indeed Justin Robert Young. Big week. Let's hear it for the nerds. We've got a lot of nerd shit going down this week. Uh, uh, Really a big nerd event. Ah, friends, fellow geeks, fluff up your neck beards proudly. Feel the jingle jangle of your 12-sided dice as you well actually your way into Geek Valhalla. Friends, it is end game release week. The crowning achievement in our empire. The nerds won in case you have uh, uh, you know been in behind a rock once shunned. Once shunned by the mainstream, now our culture has become their culture. The truest, most indisputable way that you can say we have achieved total and complete victory. So, how did this come to pass? How did comic books, once thought to be Children's playthings, once thought to be the sign of stunted maturity. Why a a foolproof way that we could point to the children of the greatest generation and say they are the ones that have devolved this country. They refuse to even let go of their childhood playthings. How did that become the cultural touchstone in a world where we have a million different ways that we can all relate to each other. How did comic books become the thing? Now I realize that now that that setup is probably best for me to kind of do some other high level (laughs) conversation about comic books and mainstream culture. And I don't have anything like that. I really just have my own experience about how I got into comics. And I think it's a little odd because I'm going to make a I'm going to make a a bit of a confession to you guys. I have never been a comic book collector. In fact, aside from a few comics that I've bought through my life, I don't know if I've ever really, even as a child, gotten into comics. Now, that's not to say that I don't have a deep love for these characters, and I will talk about some of that throughout this week, but I want to start at the beginning. Number one, I became deeply in love with Iron Man, the Hulk, and Spider-Man 
and the Fantastic Four specifically because of books at the Hollywood Hills Elementary School Library. All right. For whatever reason, the Hollywood Hills Elementary School Library had four books, like bound books that you could find in there that were basically compendiums of the first episodes, the first issues, the origin stories for those characters and those characters alone. And I would just check those out uh, uh, throughout, like, like on a rotating basis. When I didn't have Spider-Man, I'd check out the Hulk. When I didn't have the Hulk, I'd check out Fantastic Four. When I didn't have Fantastic Four, I'd check out Iron Man. I read those origin stories over and over and over again. And I don't quite have a great explanation for anybody on, on why that was. I just loved them. I love those modern mythologies. And really, nothing was as rad as Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, to this day, my favorite superheroes. Because it was a science thing. In fact, that was really what I wound up... Uh, you know, being attracted to with Marvel Comics initially was both for Spider-Man and for Fantastic Four. It was about smart people who got more interesting. Peter Parker's a nerd. Peter Parker's a nerd like me. Like the kind of little creep that would keep checking out Marvel Comics compendiums over and over and over again. You know, smarter than, than, than you know, at least... I assume smarter than my own peers. Who knows? But I, 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 I saw a lot of myself, and and Reed Richards was somebody that I, I saw. A, you know, oh, okay, well, I would want to be like him when I grew up. Not necessarily because, you know, I, I didn't see myself much as Bruce Banner. Because Bruce Banner in that origin story, you never see him being smart. All you do is you see him being brave, but you never really see him being smart. Reed Richards, they they literally go on that entire voyage before the gamma rays hit him because he's the smartest guy on the planet. That's where I got my initial taste. And tomorrow, we will talk about where I became obsessed with the Marvel Universe. As I tell you about my greatest, most passionate expenditures on anything related to these characters. Yes, folks, we delve in to my extensive collection, childhood collection of comic cards. But first... A story out of the greatest state in the union today, Florida. Oh, this is South Florida, too. All right, here's the headline. Florida man pretending to be a deputy tried to pull over a real detective and got arrested. When a South Florida undercover detective almost got pulled over this week, it came as a surprise to the deputy attempting to conduct the traffic stop wasn't a real deputy. 
Despite having red and blue lights on the grill of his 2007 white Chevy Trailblazer, a law enforcement light bar on top of the vehicle, and a uh, realistic-looking airsoft pistol under the front passenger seat, Matthew Joseph Eris, 26, of Dade County, was just pretending to be a deputy, according to press release from the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. What Eris didn't know is that the driver of the car he tried to pull over was a real undercover detective. The detective called 911 while keeping Eris' patrol call a car in sight. A short time later, Eris was pulled over by a real deputy and had his vehicle searched where the fake gun and lights were found. It is unclear at this time if Eris has committed a similar offense in the past, the sheriff's office said. Eris was subsequently arrested for allegedly impersonating a law officer. I don't know if there are few things, if there's anything dumber than trying to impersonate a police officer. Like, that, that, that seems like a very odd thing to do for longer than, like, five seconds, right? The most I could ever see myself impersonating of a police officer would be, you know, for, like, in a moment of weakness. Hey, wh- what, are you, what are you doing here? I'm a police officer. Show me your license and identification, citizen. And then I would leave and I'd never say anything like that again. Like it's it just seems like dark magic because, you know, a a police officer is somebody that has the respect of the community by, you know, the force of gun. (laughs) So if you just say I'm a cop, then everybody has to kind of pay attention and do what you say. I can understand where somebody, a 26 year old, might feel intoxicated by like, oh, I just hacked the system. If I just say I'm a cop, then everyone treats me like one. And I guess, you know, anyone who's stupid enough to do it once is stupid enough to do it a billion times. But even then, like like when he's buying all the equipment, when he's buying the light bricks and he's buying, you know, all this stuff to impersonate a cop, at some point, that should be an Amazon thing, right? Like at a certain point, if you're buying a bunch of shit together on Amazon, like if, if, if you're if you're buying the light bricks to be mounted onto a car and to go behind your grill and 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 then maybe the the one thing that puts it over the edge is just like that that little chain like the you know those like ball chain that you almost have like like the the thing that connects a bank pen you know those chains that have the 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 badge on the front like when you buy that when you buy all three of those things on Amazon your local sheriff's department should be alerted, right? There's no reason to be doing this unless you can prove that you have an affiliation with local law enforcement. (laughs) All right, let's get into emails. We are going to kick it old school with some emails about workplace deaths. Thomas writes in, uh, jumping off yesterday's news story, if you want to do a deep dive into some of those workplace deaths, the Chemical Safety Board has a YouTube channel where we they create recreate disasters and give their findings of their investigations. 
What is a shame is that the circumstance is usually the result of poor training, weak or unenforced procedure, and corner cutting. And the desks are almost always operators or maintenance workers. Suffice to say, I'm glad that I work in a place that doesn't use phosagene or have pipelines of hydrogen gas. He also adds that his favorite conspiracy of all time is that Keanu Reeves is immortal and was actually King Charlemagne. Another email about workplace deaths from uh, from Anonymous Diamond. Anonymous Diamond. Gerbs, I'm well aware of those workplace death stats. My particular profession happens to land me in quite a few of those categories. Driving, falls, constructions, confined spaces, chemicals, mechanicals, electrical and heavy equipment. I won't even count the several hours of the day of Florida sun exposure. Wish me luck. In my 17 years in the field, I've come close to serious injury probably close to 10 times. Three times I thought before I landed after a fall, this is it, this is the one, goodbye cruel world. But I've been sent to the walk-in emergency clinic a few times due to crushed fingers and toes. Only once was it my own fault. Please appreciate the unseen workers that keep theme parks and public pools open. All right. That about wraps it up for us today. I want to thank our producers, the Jen, PD Rave, Non-Specific, and Rock and Roll Martian, Joe Acosta, Will, James, the OG Brito, Will, and Chris. You can always email us, jurydaily at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at Justin R. Young, and you can join our Discord at bit.ly slash jurydiscord. Thank you to Open Bayou for getting us that jury story today. However, until tomorrow, this is your old pal, Justin Robert Young, telling you to please, please, friends, give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky, but more important, until tomorrow, please, don't, Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>